Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance. Where in the next 15 minutes, I bet I can get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. This is James. I'm super excited to be back with you guys. I've been gone. I've been MIA. I've been busy running my firm, running my company. A lot of exciting things happening for me, my clients. I'm bringing people on. Uh, I'm opening an office in San Diego now, uh, whereas before I just had clients there, I would go back and visit. Like now I'm going to have like a base there. A lot, lot, lot is going on in my life, in my company's life. Uh, there's a, just a whole bunch of stuff I got to catch you guys up on, and we got to cover the news. We got to get investing. I'm super, and I can't use super enough, excited about where the market's at. It's a little bit weird. It's kind of terrifying. But then again, it's always terrifying. What do they say about that clock? I think they say uh, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Guys, there are bearish people on the market in uh, every facet of the market cycle. When it's at its peaks, when it's on its way up, when it's down, the the problem is, is that fear sells. Okay. So I'm going to try to give you guys sincere, honest opinions about where the market's at, where we're, where I think we're going. Uh, guys, I'm bullish. I'm bullish. I've been bullish probably since January. Um, I was a little early. I would say probably March or April was a better time to be bullish. And uh, guys, I think we're in a good spot. We're going to trend higher, assuming no catastrophes, right? Just assuming all things equal. I think we're on our way up and we're sort of bouncing back from this bare, just this terrible last year and a half we've had. Um, and everybody's done bad. Let me just clarify that too. There weren't, there, there are almost never winners when the market's like this, unless you're constantly betting against it. Meaning, uh, the people that are the broken clocks. So there are people who made a whole bunch of money in 2008, right? Because they bet against it. Well, then there were people who were bearish for the next 15 years. Well, they were only right once or twice out of that 15 years. And the whole thing guys about playing this investing game, the number one thing is you just got to play, okay? If you have a long time horizon, if you've got time on your side, which to me would probably be eight years and up, I assume you know other professionals would probably use 10, but I like eight, uh, you got time. I wouldn't worry about what the market does in the sense of urgency with your money. Just play the game. Set it, sit it, leave it, okay? That's what I would tell you. Okay, enough about me and my opinions on the market. Let's get into the term of the day which is an index. And this is an important term for what we're going to talk about in the news. So an index, guys, tons and tons of different definitions of index. My favorite one is link the price, okay? Or link the value. Link the value, it's just a cool little term. And it really, all it does is track stuff, okay? It's just a tracker. So if you had uh, a seed and every single day you watered it and you tracked its height as it grew into a plant, that would be an index of the plant's growth, right? Of the plant's life. It's the same thing in the market. So when you hear the S&P 500 index or you hear a um, home builders index, uh, AI index, etc., it's just tracking that market. So with the S&P 500, you guys know I talk about that a lot. That's just the 500 biggest companies. And it just tracks their earnings per share, their value, the news cycle, etc. It's just tracking it. So link the value. What's the value of it? Write it down. That's it. Right? So link, ink, however you want to say it. That's how I would uh, encourage you guys to remember that. 
uh, index. It's important for what we're going to talk about because we're going to talk about some indices today, which I'm excited about. Uh, okay, where is the markets at, guys? We have the S&P 500 is at 4,369, which is, that's down a little bit from yesterday, but we've got a whole day to go. And the Dow Jones is 33,813. So a lot is moving. We're significantly higher than the last time we spoke. I think when I was I was doing this last, man, we were, uh, I think we were at 3,700. I, th- I think, I might, might maybe it was 3,800 with the S&P. But we're moving. I think that's good news. And I mean, that's guys, we want to trend up. But again, here's some insight that not a lot of advisors or financial professor professionals will tell you 95% of all market changes. Okay. And we'll, we'll use bear. So we're in a bull market and we go to a bear market. 95% of them, maybe it's 85, 90. It's an extremely high percentage within 18 to 24 months. We're right back to where we were when it when the bear market started. Okay, so let me say that again. 95% of the time, when we're in a bull market and we enter a bear market, meaning that the returns are going negative, we're going down, within 18 to 24 months, we're right back where we started. So this is a waiting game. It's a play the game, wait the game. Sit it, set it, leave it. Okay, that's the, that's the name of the game. You want to become successful at this? You've got to be patient. If you doomsday and you listen to all these professionals, then you're going to you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle in this in this uh, investing game. And I hate to call it a game, but it is. Uh, okay, let's get into some of these news titles here that I wanted to cover. Uh, NVIDIA shares fall after a report that the U.S. government could further tighten chip sales in China. And Fed Chair Jerome Powell is set to speak along with other central bankers. Here's what we need to know about that. Uh, shares in NVIDIA and advanced micro devices fell after a report that the U.S. government could impose new restrictions on sales of chips used in AI. The move comes after NVIDIA redesigned a chip to get around existing U.S. restrictions on selling AI technology to China. NVIDIA shares were down more than 4% in pre-market trading, while shares of AMD dropped about 34 Okay, Fed Chair Powell, other central bankers, are going to speak at Portugal Conference. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell will join European Central Bank Chair Christine Lagarde and other international finance leaders on a panel at the Central Bankers meeting in Sintra, Portugal at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So by this time, guys, that would have already happened. Probably no news out yet, but it's probably already happened. Investors will be watching for signs on how the central banks will handle persistent inflation, which has prompted the ECB to raise interest rates in June. ECB is the European Central Bank. While the Federal Reserve held its interest rates steady after its meeting this month, yeah, a lot there, guys. I was uh, I was actually just talking about this with a client, I think in February or March, and just on a person to person scale, the client and I get along pretty well. We you know we enjoy hanging out and talking, talking sports, basketball, etc. Um, he he was a blue collar guy, worked his whole life with his hands you know, really no nonsense kind of guy. And he was a little bit concerned about the, you know, the Fed rate hiking interests and interest rates. I told him, I think it was going to be one or two more. And I think I said by July, it would be done. Well, we're here at July and they're thinking they're threatening. Hey, there's definitely going to be one or two more. So I was a little bit off, but as far as my thought process, I think it was spot on. So I'm excited to, to reconvene with him on that. But yeah, we'll see what these, what, you know, what happens with these meetings at these central banks and just hope that they, uh, guys, we don't want it to cost a lot of money to borrow. It's just right now, that's not what we want. Home prices are going up. 
Uh, rent is egregious. Currently, I'm renting. Uh, I'm not a big homeowner until you have a family kind of guy. I just I would rather invest my money. Uh, I would rather have it different ways. I, I don't want the responsibility of a homeowner. So currently, I'm renting. I can tell you it's terrible. It's horrible. It's very stressful also. Um, okay, hold on. Let's get back into this. So Costco cracks down on membership cost sharing. Uh, membership club retailer Costco will begin checking identification along with membership cards in an effort to stop people from using their members' cards to shop. The move comes after Costco expanded self-checkout services to follow a similar crackdown on password sharing by Netflix. Shares of Costco were flat in pre-market trading. Yeah, you guys, I don't know. I don't really feel any type of way about that. I don't invest in Costco, but Costco is a great company in my opinion. So, and so is, I think Netflix is too, but the whole idea of the password sharing concept, man, in 2019 or 18, they made a tweet, Netflix did, that said, true love is sharing your Netflix password or something. Basically a a marketing ploy to be like, yeah, like we're okay with you sharing your password. As long as people are using our site, we're happy. And now all of a sudden when money becomes the issue, they're targeting it. So they're going to make those rule changes. And another insider tip, guys, everything, every little thing comes down to money, right? I hate, and I use hate sparingly, but I'm using it now in business. I'm, I'm in the process of trying to buy some practices or at least I'm, I'm shopping. Maybe I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not ready to buy tomorrow, but I'm shopping around. Like, so older advisors retire. They still have clients. That's a book of business. I'm looking to purchase that from the advisor and now have those absorb those clients and they now become mine. Well, guys, I've met with probably 15 to 20 advisors. It's all of it. Every single bit of it comes down to money. None of it's, Hey, what can you do for my clients? Like what make, what separates you? What, uh, what, what value can you bring that I haven't been able to bring? I want to increase the service as I exit. None of that stuff. It's all about money. So remember that when you, when you're worried about these companies and their moves, it's all about money. Okay, here, let's see. UBS to cut more than half of Credit Suisse's workforce. UBS is planning to cut more than half of the workforce of Credit Suisse after it took over the bank in March. Most of the job losses will occur in Credit Suisse's investment bank. Units in London, New York, and Asia, UBS shares are down 0.07. Okay, so why is that important? That's important because that's my field. Credit Suisse, UBS, that's just big giant banks that hire advisors like me. So when they bought Credit Suisse, all those clients are a part of that purchase. And this is what a lot of advisors don't talk to their clients about. If I am, so I was, I was, I was with a broker dealer before. Okay. A broker dealer, just think big bank. It's not exactly right, but it's close enough. Well, those banks claim client assets. So if I've got $10 million in a book of business at, uh, who, who would TD Ameritrade. Well, TD Ameritrade can say that's how much money they have, and then they can go and invest that money, and they can get insurance on that money, and they can get loans on that money, and it all is just one big commingled asset. That's it's pretty it's pretty interesting and also terrifying how the spider webs cross. Okay, real quick, we got three and a half minutes. Let me get into some of these indices that I wanted to talk about. Okay, transportation. The S and P transportation ETF XTN ripped higher today, soaring roughly three percent. Price is pressing against the upper end of a multi-year base as buyers continue to absorb overhead supply at a shelf of former highs. Not only is the long-term moving average flattening out, indicating that the primary trend is shifting, but the 14-period relative strength index, 
remember, index tracks things, ink the, ink the value, remains near overbought conditions. This means that buyers are being aggressive as they attempt to take out the resistance zone. Okay, one more. Here we go. Building materials rip higher. We're seeing bullish shine, bullish signals for building material stocks. The Dow Jones Building Materials Index is put is printing fresh 52-week highs, completing a rounding bottom formation. Uh, in addition to the 200, in addition, the 200-day simple moving average is sloping upwards for the first time in well over a year. Another sign of a bearish to bullish reversal. If that's not enough, the 14-day relative strength index recently hit overbought conditions for the first time since last summer confirming that bulls are in control. The evidence is stacked in favor of the bulls. Price and momentum suggest that the path of least resistance points higher for materials. As long as that's the case, we imagine that a healthy rotation churns beneath the surface as major indices remain buoyant. Uh, okay, well, what does that, what does any of that mean? Again, it's indices. Okay, so I, these trackers, indexes, track these different markets. I love indexes, indices. I'm a big fan of them. Meaning, okay, I have three uh, artificial intelligence companies that I like. Ah, well, why don't I make uh, an index that tracks 10 of them, right? So now I have a portfolio where I put, say, if I have $100,000, maybe I'm putting 10 grand into each AI company. Now I would say that is a AI emerging markets, quote unquote, portfolio, right? Or I have home builders, you know, the commodities that go into building homes, wood, uh, copper, wire, all those, all those different materials. I might have a fund that has 10 of those companies in it. And now I have a home builders, uh, ETF emerging markets portfolio. So I want you guys to think that way. When you hear index, just ink the, ink the value, track it. And guys, I would, the biggest advice I could have, especially if you're going to manage your own money, which I don't recommend once you get to scary levels, which for everybody that's different. Meaning like if, if you can invest your own money in a Roth and 20 years later, it's $150,000. Maybe you're like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's give it to a professional. That's probably wise. But when you're just starting out, you don't need that. Okay. When you get to the point of retirement or you have a large sum of money now and you need to organize and plan, that's where someone like me really adds value. And we're able to manage that link your money to your goals. That's the type of stuff I would encourage you to speak about with your advisor. If they're not managing your assets for you and they're hiring third-party firms, I'd be concerned, okay? Because everybody's putting their hand in their pot. He gets a fee, she gets a fee, they get a fee, everybody gets a fee, okay? Uh, guys, that's it for today. We are back in business. I'm gonna be on here at least a couple times a week is my goal. And as always, you guys can reach me at james at 77financialgroup.com or 77 financial group on Instagram. All right, guys, that's it. As always, invest early, invest often. We'll see you later.